You are listening to The Building Code, a podcast by Builder Trend where we talk all things technology and construction. Be sure to stick around to the end of the episode where you can find out how to be part of the Building Code crew. That's exciting, isn't it? That's super exciting. It's a crew you want to be part of. We just wrapped up our takeover series where some of our best Builder Trend users hosted the podcast, and I thought it went really well. It went great. If you guys haven't had a chance to listen, definitely go back through um, and check those out. But now they've handed it over to a couple of Builder Trend buds. Interim co-hosts here. And just for the people out there listening, a longtime listeners as always, but if you're new to the podcast, I want to introduce myself. My name's Zach Watovich, and I'm on the education team here at Builder Trend. Charlie, what do you do here? Uh, thanks, Zach. I'm a data scientist here at Builder Trend. So anything and all things housing and construction, um, looking at economic trends and kind of where the industry is heading. That's my role. Charlie's the smart one. Uh, I don't know about that. I like to nerd out on data for sure, though. Today, we're going to be chatting with Chris Krebs from Novus Building Services. Chris, thank you for joining us today. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and, and Novus in general. All right. I, I appreciate the opportunity, guys, and I'm, I'm humbled to be here and excited to be a part of this exchange. Um, I am, uh, I've been in this business, multifamily renovations and new construction going on 16 years now. Uh, this is uh, Novus's 10th year in the fabrication game. Um, we, uh, we service you know, the, the super East Coast, Boston to Miami out of two fabrication sites. A little bit about me, um, I'm, I was a student athlete at Virginia Tech. Uh, I have two degrees. Uh, summa cum laude in honors with one of them uh, and i've worked very hard uh, to, to get to this point um, i'm not a trust fund baby <laughs> and, and started novus out of a garage <clears throat> and I've, I've had several different tiers of, of experience some on wall street you know some in the financial side uh, some in the true fabrication side where i'm actually did installs uh, i i actually had a painting company uh, out of college, um, uh, you know, and, and I've kind of pulled from all of those and and s- tried to build Novus uh, in, in the way that I thought it should be built from a grassroots perspective. Yeah, that's really interesting. You've had a, a variety of experiences that you've gone through and, and sounds like you tried a few different things along the way. How'd you end up in fabrication? I had an IT degree in information technology and then um, uh, started working with a, a very large uh, institution, John Hancock, and then uh, actually started a company uh, in digital imaging of all things. Um, that led me down some uh, interesting roads um, for, for a lot of reasons. Then uh, a couple years later, I was, uh, you know, broke, didn't know what I really needed or wanted to do. I uh, just know, knew that I would, I'd have a hard time working for somebody. Um, but one of my best friends and one of my old teammates from high school and college said, why don't you give Planet Granite Marble a try? Uh, and we need a sales rep. It can be interim. I, I need someone. He, the owner needs someone. Can you come work for us? Here's your base. Here's your here's your, your commission structure. So I came and pretty quickly became the, the number one sales rep and started conceptualizing the process for for ops and production, not just the sales side. Right. So then that the full, company the full right. picture, seeing how it all works end to end, and and getting kind of a feel for what it looks like for that that very specific 
need that is big, a big part of construction, obviously, but probably isn't the most appreciated in a lot of ways. No. And, and it's, uh, it's heavy, hard work Yeah, on the ops and production side. That company was bought out. Then the 2008 housing market crashed. Uh, they went bankrupt. And I said, well, I need to take my own clients. And that's kind of off, off to the running. Took the opportunity. There. So yes. at this point, you'd gone through the, the dot-com bubble and the, and the housing <laughs> crisis. Right. I'm noticing right. a trend here. Yeah, talk about some right. reverse. What, what's the I'm next one? The, what should we be Am I the about? cause or the effect? <laughs> um, right. Uh, so, uh, it, it, but, you know, it's taught me a lot. Uh, and I've worked from a grassroots perspective. Again, I have financed or I have debt financed the growth of, of this company. Um, so that kind of got me through here. Um, and, you know, I can take you through the stages of that where we're at now. But, um, you know, that that's that's what got me into the business. Yeah. And, and I know you've really kind of diversified your offerings that Novus provides a huge market that you're covering. You're you're up in Boston all the way down into Florida. Talk about a geographical variance of different needs for different customers for different places. And you're now doing full renovations. So what was that evolution like for you? Why did, why did you look into kind of broadening your, your horizons away from kind of the specific fabrication piece all the way into just going in and, and renovating these, these large multifamily um, structures? Yeah, I, I think that they're at the, at the base of every company, there's capability and there's capacity uh, and they don't always line up. Uh, no, I, I, I believe we built a, a very capable company uh, that didn't have capacity. So, you know, and, and as we worked up that curve, we, we were good at what we do. And the core of what we do is fabricate countertops. Mm-hmm. So, so as clients realized that, um, you know, they wanted us to take on more and more scope over time. And then uh, comes in the problem of managing that, not only what we're good at, but also the full scope over a larger, larger, larger geographic area. So how does that change the way that you do business then? Obviously, as far as your systems that you're using for fabrication, moving into these full scope projects, I imagine that kind of is what led you to Builder Trend or looking at technology to kind of facilitate some of that absolutely we uh we we went through a digital transformation three years ago all right uh when we built the second shop in west palm beach and we went from analog to digital five axis cnc robots uh in in the fabrication charlie's eyes just lit up like oh tell me about that yeah (laughs) i want to know more Well, and what what happens there is our then our capacity increases, all right. So then we start taking on more and more work. Well, now we have to manage it. Right, um, the and, snowball you know, effect there. Just keep building, keep yeah. building. Right, and, and guys, we we failed four years ago. <laughs> You're, okay. You said that so confidently. <laughs> I've never heard someone be like, "We failed," <laughs> but we learned a lot. Uh, it it has been awful and amazing every day <laughs> right um, in the sweet spot and, and I, <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean that and and that that large spectrum's not it's not sustainable mm-hmm. we, we've worked the last three years trying to lower thin that spectrum of amazing 
and horrible. Uh, but that's where Builder Trend came in. We evaluated several projects or, or several products uh, to help us with real time management that could also do, um, you know, we could tie in our, our cost codes for accounting or estimating. Um, and, and, and then eventually, we want it to be our source of truth. We want it something that's the source of truth right. that doesn't have to be a CRM at the moment. Right, um, and so we want a source of truth for operations, production, accounting, and estimating. Mm -hmm, right. So, so we we kind of narrowed in um, to to builder trend, and, and then and we we have thankfully evolved, and builder trend has allowed us to evolve within those parameters. Yeah. So you know, you've you've obviously gotten. You've decided builder trends your path. This is the thing that you're gonna, you know, try and implement in your business. What was that experience like going through the experience of trying to get people to buy into technology and software and the challenges that Charlie and I know that comes with in our experience kind of working at a technology company. It's it's hard to change habits. It's hard to change the way people have been doing things for for decades in, in some circumstances. How did your team take to those changes yeah, especially at the same time as you're you're completely revamping your business model at the same time too right yeah it, it wasn't uh it wasn't great uh we, we i say building a company i i never dreamed hr would be the issue but i work for myself and getting right. other people to buy into that dream is is, is difficult right um you know it, it it truly is i mean i i had to start reading about past greats and leaders of all kinds from all countries that to understand how they're motivating people. Uh, so it, it was difficult and you could almost tie it into a curve, a, a, a mathematic curve of revenue. So we hit this revenue, this, this set of employees was, man, we were killing. All right. And then the second we got over that revenue line and then had to implement policy procedure, IT infrastructure, um, and, and, and a digital transformation, 98% of those people uh, were filtered out. And I'm, I'm the 2% that didn't get filtered out. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, everyone's gone. Everyone. Yeah. Uh, and so, that, I, I don't know that that's um, abnormal though in the life cycle of a company that 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 wants to grow. You know, people people fear change. It's the truth. I mean, that's uh, what what movie uh, Wayne's World. Starts. I mean, pe pe <laughs> Party on! Fear, yeah, we fear change. I mean, and that's the truth. And presenting that change was not easy. Most people didn't like it, and uh, money didn't matter. It was it was capabilities mm -hmm. that people just shut down. So we'd have to bring in, train, and bring up from from the ground up uh, new talent. Right, and I'm sure that transition was pretty hard there. Um, as one of the you know kind of the big players um, on the East Coast um, with the whole multifamily uh, industry specifically going through kind of a major change with COVID, where do you kind of see that industry? Uh, heading and what kind of implementations have you made over the past year now uh, to kind of keep up and adjust with that? Well, uh, I believe the American, and, and I, it's not I believe the analytics are, are starting to trend 
the American dream is changing and the millennials want um, want the experience. I, I'm not even sure what that means, but they don't want a homeownership. As a, as a millennial, I feel like right. we can talk about it <laughs> yeah. off, off, uh, off the microphone. Right. The, the homeownership isn't the dream. Right. It's not the goal. It's the life experience as a goal, which is right. great. So that leads to more apartments, high rises, condensed living, basically what the rest of the world's gone through already. Um, you know, minus large geographic areas, but, but condensed populations are going up and smaller. And that kind of fits into the, the niche that Novus is in. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Uh, so, so our clients, what, what we're seeing is we're, we're going to have to drive them deeper because they, they are doing more. And then there's more, more opportunities. Uh, so our footprint is expanding but it's also going deeper. And we, we uh, in an analog world, like pen and paper, even Excel, it doesn't work. It, it's gotta be real time. I mean, and that's, you know, that's where the, the mechanical advantage that we get I, it, from, from builder trend and, and the real time to do, you know, it's scalability and then duplicate. Right scale duplicate without without a, a product like builder trend the equipment can do it we can't mm-hmm. that's interesting you hinted at the analytics and maybe i'm stepping on charlie's toes here but you said the analytics are telling you that the experience for the newer generations who are looking for a different american dream what what do you mean by that what what are the analytics that you're looking at and maybe charlie you can speak to some of your background in, in data science Absolutely. Let me, I, I, and I, I'm not pulling that from thin air. Sure. Um, the, the TransUnion Rental Housing uh, Financial Impact Study is the most recent one that, that I follow. We also do several multi-housing uh, events mm-hmm. specifically focused on Florida. Um, and, and I'd love to hear Charlie's opinion. Let, let me just say one thing. I saw this coming. Oh, well, uh, I had help executives in the multifamily industry from from hedge fund guys that own the properties and women to uh, third party asset managers that are managing the properties that Florida was was primed with jet fuel. All right. All right. So uh, it, it, although it was a massive financial burden and tactically not the best thing to do at the time we knew setting up in Florida and getting it right was, was going to be important. Yeah. And, I, and I'll leave it at that. Yeah. I think that's a great call too, especially to your previous point there, where you're talking about, you know, scalability and then being able to duplicate those same type of trends um, and replicate and optimize your process. I think the multifamily industry is kind of perfect for the, the idea that you have and, and the way you want to run your business. And I, I, I'm familiar with a couple studies as well, talking about the, you know, the rise of the multifamily structure, especially like down there in Florida, uh, we can definitely link those in the show notes, right? I've, I've always wanted to say that on the pod. We'll shout link them in the shout show out notes. Shout out to the production yeah. team. Uh, so we got to call yeah. the shots on what goes on the Check website. Check that box, Charlie. Yeah, Boom. for yeah. sure. Any, right. any chance I get to talk about charts and graphs and show notes is kind of the... Charlie's going to write uh, all types of data analytics to post with our podcast. We will be sure to include all that for our listeners out there. 
Ain't yeah, that that's right, what Charlie? Pe- that's what people came to the building code to hear about. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what I came here for. No, well, I sure. came here to talk to Chris, honestly. Charlie, if I could say this, um, I'm growing too, right? I, I've never built a company before. Uh, and so what I used to do, and this is what I talk about, um, uh, tactical and strat- strategic error or uh, strategic um, accuracy I used to just do the numbers in my head and I'd be like, eh, you know, I'm off by a couple hundred thousand, whatever, right. you know, I'll, we'll figure it out. Um, and that is the wrong way to do it. And it got Novus, although positioned correctly in a lot of trouble, um, you know, and w- which, which we've dealt with, but I am now uh, learning to uh, not only trust my instincts based on on my um, my experience and those around me, you know, my trusted group of friends, but just to follow the analytics and then apply that to our financial modeling, right. which which now I, I I cannot get away from. There's well, just too many zeros. Yeah, and that's that's the cool thing about data, right? Is a lot of times it does validate your assumptions, but then that gives you the the argument and the use case to get everybody else on board, right? It's like, see, I told you, like, this is where we're heading. Now right. we have the data to back it. And that's also what yeah. I love about Builder Trend is like, now you have all that data uh, in one spot. We have the reports tab that you can go into. Um, so as you mentioned earlier, it's like the single source of truth. There's no more, you know, men lie, women lie, stats don't, right? Is my favorite quote. So uh, mm-hmm. this is where the, the rubber hits the road is Builder Trend. All the data is right there. And you no longer have to rely on those assumptions. Um, you, you can actually prove it out with the data. Yeah, and we're uh, we're in this this uh, um, process where we're entering all of our existing projects. We're actually changing the way we're entering them, which, which we can discuss. And we met with Nathan earlier today to start that process. Um, we we are building a, a historically accurate contract waterfall that'll be you know then then we're going to layer in a three to four year projection. But builder trend is that source of truth. And I mean, this will be deadly accurate when we get it right. And I've, I'm uh, from, from work we do, from our perspective, from a fabricator or a manufacturing company that, that has a service component to it. This, this is gonna be deadly accurate and banks are going to trust me for four years out you know which will never end ever right because because the analytics that we'll be able to get from builder trend as the source of truth to, to fold into those financials i love that man you and i might have to take this offline i can we yeah. can nerd out on that financial <laughs> forecast for a long time that sounds awesome chris yeah i i would love to i would love to and i'm learning too charlie that this is I'm on a I'm on an exponential curve right now. It's it's been a long time since since I've had to do that, and, and I love it. I'm I'm all in. And the other part of it too, I imagine, with having different offices in different places, like we've talked about, the relationship piece, the management of the the subs and vendors that you're using are going to be so varied. <coughs> Your clients who maybe aren't always in the same state that you're working with. How has Builder Trend kind of filled that gap? Um, I'm glad you asked that right before we started here. Um, Builder Trend featured our our ops manager for both 
fab facilities, Steve and Miranda, uh, about a month ago um, on, an, on an online post. And I asked them, I said, what's your, get, give me one thing and, and sweet. And he said the app, <coughs> the, the Builder Trend yeah. app. Uh, and then he started going into it and I asked him to leave. Um, <laughs> but because I, I I knew it I knew at that point in all seriousness he he's uh, an engineer and a, a diamond in the rough um, and but that's the truth like, like things like the builder trend app so with with minimal effort and continuing education we can get read and read write access to the to the RIGHT the right people. And then they can see in real time what's go, what's really going on at their properties. So a lot of these guys, they manage four, five, six properties from from our clients' perspective. Now they can take a look at the app, see what's happening that day with real time pictures, comments, and maybe in Spanish or Russian, but they're there. Right. Um, and, and then, you know. From from an internal perspective, you know, we 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 have that estimating uh, that ties into a budget that ties to cost codes that you know and and allows us to sing, have a singularity, a single unit within that project that we can drill down to and, and find out if it's we're making or losing money. We're not there yet, but the capabilities there. I think so, that's a huge piece in my own background in consulting is getting people to even understand that vision though, that it doesn't yeah. happen overnight. It doesn't happen in a week. It takes the end goal and it takes a little bit of, of thought and process outlining to get there, but it sounds like you're on the right path and you've probably made a lot of progress over the last year or two years that you've used builder trend too. We have, and what's, what's kind of uh, blowing me away is, from the builder trend side, um, you know, you've got this massive, really smart company that's listening to Novus. We do and our best. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's amazing. Uh, and you know, our my, one of my truths in life life is listen, relate, sell, um, and and that's what I have to do. And I think whether it's my children, uh, you know, a client or our partner, which is Builder Trend, I find it fascinating that you listen and yep. then you try and make adjustments for Novus. Um, it's non-standard and it's, it's nice. It's just nice. And I always expect that we're gonna like fall and it just never happens. It just, I mean, it just keeps getting better. Well, I mean, from our perspective, with a company like Novus, who's had you know immense success, obviously we want to build the best the best tools for the best you know, contractors and builders across the nation. So anything that we can do to help replicate the success that you guys have had, um, yeah, of course we're going to listen to something like that. Yeah, I, and, and we're we're uh, I, I like the sharing. Um, uh, sh I, I'll think of the phrase, but it's. Uh, it's uh, selfless from from my perspective to see Builder Trend, and, it, and it's just nice to see, guys. You know, I've I've had a lot of people try and take stuff from me uh, from from this company, and it's nice to see a collaborative effort. 
Right. We'll appreciate the kind words for sure. Yeah, yeah. we did not pay Chris to say any of that. <laughs> I just want to preface the entire conversation on that. Yeah. And yeah. And we are running a little short on time, and I think we could okay. we could talk for hours about your your background and and Novus and the, where the industry is going. And I want to just end on this one last question. Where do you think the future of renovation and construction looks like? You've, you've shared a little bit about the, the booms and busts of the markets, and I think it would be just a, a good way to, to wrap up kind of where you see things going here moving forward. I think uh, the East Coast, um, including New York and Boston, it, the, the renovations, so a lot of that product is hitting seven plus years that was new product. And that's that's a renovation. That's a capital budget is every seven, supposed to be every seven years to to do a renovation, but but it, it gets stretched out depending on market, you know, quality of the the uh, building and the unit. I think renovations are going to spike up. Uh, I think there's at least one more four to five year uh, burn on new construction that the money's already been allocated. I mean, we, we have one one client in Florida alone that, that has 21 new construction, you know, buildings, wow. 400 units, 350 to 460 units in their pipeline just in Florida. That's crazy. Yeah, it, it's it's gonna it's going to go well. Um, and I think it's going to go well in the East Coast. Uh, Alabama and Texas. Place the bats now. Right. Love that. Get that investment <laughs> right. in. Well, Chris, thank you so much for your time. This was a pleasure speaking with you about your business and best of luck to you moving forward. Yeah, thank thanks, you, Chris. Zach. Thank you, Charlie. This is my pleasure. And uh, my company, my time is always open to, to you guys anytime, anyplace. Okay. Appreciate that. Thanks for the time, All Chris. Right, guys. Okay, thank you again for tuning into this episode of The Building Code. Make sure you subscribe and like wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, Zach, go ahead and tell them where they can uh, go out for additional information. If you're on social media, join The Building Code crew on Facebook. And finally, drop us a line at the podcast at buildertrend.com. We want to hear from you. Suggestions, guests, topics, anything goes, Charlie. Data, whatever data, it has to be. A lot of data. Thank we you so much for joining us, guys. Um, we'll catch you next time.